This time on TNT. We take a stroll down memory lane back to the much music early days. We talk about good old summer camp. And we bring back an old favorite, How Many? That's all coming up right now on TNT. Hey, bud. But I want to tell you something. In the many years that we've been doing this podcast, you think about the um, major life events that have happened, uh, yeah. Portapic and uh, hurricanes and uh, wildfires. This week in Nova Scotia is bananas. Yeah, we got some serious fires out there. Huh? Like, it, it, in inconceivable for a couple of reasons. There, there are a couple of big fires raging. One is in Shelburne, and this is the one that's getting talked about less than the one that's closer to Halifax because that's a more densely populated area. Mm-hmm. But Shelburne, if I have the number right, it's um, a few hours kind of down the South Shore, beautiful part of the world. I have friends that live there. I think it's 10,000 hectares. Wow. When you see satellite images of Nova Scotia, you can see smoke from this fire in Shelburne from outer space. Oof. Um, and then the one in Halifax, I don't know uh, geographically how many acres, but as of yesterday, uh, there were 200 structures um, that were lost, like completely lost to the foundation or damaged. And just some horrific like remember when the fire in fort mac happened and you saw images of people kind of driving through a tunnel of flames to escape from their homes yeah it's kind of been like that every year somewhere in the country for sure there's one yeah yeah right bc alberta everywhere yeah um on northern ontario so the thing that was kind of uh inconceivable about this one I mean, and, and maybe it's it's the case uh, with all of them, but, you know, I saw a post where someone said, for example, um, uh, my ring camera in the backyard uh, showed the fire approaching. We took the dogs and ran to the car. 11 minutes later, it was uh, on the back deck, and then three minutes after that, it was on the front porch, and then the ring camera stopped working. Like, the combination of uh, not enough snow, it's dry, the ground mm-hmm. doesn't have any moisture in it, um, the wind, all these factors that are so beyond anyone's control. Mm-hmm. So you think about, uh, so far, uh, it sounds like, knock on wood, there has been no loss of human life, which is unbelievable. They evacuated 16,000 people without incident, but surely some very close calls. And then you start to think about animals. Yeah. Um, imagine Horses, you're... I heard, right? Horses and yeah big animals yeah imagine you're out for the afternoon and uh just doing a bit of shopping and then suddenly you can't get back to your house because it's inside the perimeter and your dogs and cats are there no heinous heinous um so much pain i just saw a tweet this morning that said if you live at 18 yankee town lane i just heard on the scanner your dog was rescued and i almost burst into tears because you imagine what those people are feeling in addition to uncertainty about uh, losing their house and what they're going back to and all that stuff, the guilt surrounding, Mm -hmm. uh, oh my gosh, my pet. And then in the case of horses, to your point, in some cases, as the fire approached, the only option people had, I remember 
in the tsunami, them saying no animals were injured because their instincts took them to higher ground. So in the case of at least one barn and probably more, as the fire grew closer, the option was to just open the stalls and let them run mm-hmm. because there wasn't, uh, they couldn't get trailers in past the perimeter. They didn't have time to load with the trailers Whoa, that they did man. have. So just let them run. So horses were walking and running willy nilly around residential neighborhoods. Yeah. And it was like, if you see a horse, would you mind grabbing it? And we'll figure it out later. And so, I mean, that's the other thing is this, we had a pretty wet spring here, but I mean, it's just started that, you know, the next week, at least week and a half, there's no sign of any rain. And I think that's pretty much across the country almost, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I think there's rain on the horizon for maybe uh, Saturday, Friday or Saturday. But you always in these moments hear these stories of heroism. For example, there were some guys working on a roof who spotted the smoke and they ran around to as many doors as they could, knocking on doors, telling people they had to get out of there and without a doubt saved so many lives just by doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. I read a story of a woman who had a dog shelter that was inside the perimeter. There were 18 dogs there. She pulled up to the perimeter. They told her she couldn't go in. She drove around to the other entrance, uh, and that road was blocked off too. So she parked at a parking lot and ran three kilometers through the woods to get to the dogs, Mm -hmm. and only then was able to get a few vehicles escorted inside to help her get the dogs out. Like, And at this this point, it's like a an effort to just barely try and contain or at least control these fires. But when you're dealing with all those elements, you know, the wind and the dry soil and just everything happening at once, it's, you kind of have to just hope and wait and get the hell out of the way. Right. Yeah. And and you think like, um, short term, medium term, long term, the short term is okay. Are my people with me? Are we safe and alive? Yes. Check. Medium term. Okay, uh, we don't have our house anymore. Right. In the middle of what is already an unprecedented housing crisis in Halifax, the way there are in many cities in Canada, rent is unattainable for people. Um, Interest rates are bananas. So Mm -hmm. uh, having a house is out of reach for a lot of people at the moment. Not to mention inventory is at an all-time low, probably due in part to Airbnb, etc. So medium term, where do we go? And people were uh, kind enough, as they always are, to like, hey, we have a bedroom. We You can use our cottage. Um, come stay in the camper in the driveway. Like, generous Canadian spirit. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like, day three or four of staying on a friend's couch, you'd start to think, what is my life now? Because it takes a while to get no. insurance going. Well, yeah, or even if you, you're renting, you know, like, what the hell are you supposed to do? Yeah, when like, there are... It's... There's a real shortage of places, period. And, of course, if you're lucky enough to have your pets with you, a lot of places don't take pets. Mm. It's it's the uh, oldest cliche in the book, but, um, man, you you know, things can change in a split second. Well, hopefully uh, things don't get... They get better before they get worse there. And this kind of is over soon. But, yeah, it's it's uh, prepare for a 
very dry summer. And I think we're going to hear a lot more stories like this where it's just probably northern Ontario. Well, and there's um, there's a ban on uh, like fires of any kind till June 25th here. They also should really, uh, people should also just be mindful of hucking darts out the window of a moving car. Sounds like this, um, uh, this fire, I don't know if it's Tantallon or Shelburne. Uh, started with someone, you know, doing a grass fire on their property. No. You know, like in the spring, sometimes... The, the controlled burn. Yeah, move. some buds like to kind of burn it off. Um, so it sounds like that might be how this started, but imagine how that dude's feeling today. No. No way. Yeah, that's scary. It is scary. Terrible but stuff. Shouts to the um, to the firefighters and, uh, as Mr. Rogers said, mm-hmm. the people that run towards danger whenever it happens. Look for the, those people because the world is yeah. full of them. But, mm-hmm. uh, man, heavy, heavy times for people, for sure. Yeah, so if you're out there, reach out and uh, just keep an eye on friends and family or if you have the opportunity, opportunity to, to have a space for people. I'm sure the buds are out there doing their thing. So Well, you know what's neat, Jeremy, is um, I have noticed in the last couple of days, there has been a lot of discussion about uh, the impact of this on people's mental health. And that is a shift societally. Because in addition to like, there are warming shelters, there are comfort shelters, people need water donated. There's also like, hey, I'm a counselor. This is probably really heavy, but if you're experiencing feelings of loss or grief, I'm happy to donate my services. Like that is mm. now baked into the larger conversation when things like this happen. And that's that's pretty cool. That's a noticeable difference. Yeah. No, that's good. You know I mean? Yeah, because I think people are so used to transitioning out of bad situations for the last three and a half, four years. Uh, people, it's taken a lot out of everybody and that's, so when stuff like this happens, it just doesn't help the, uh, overall clock. I know I I was thinking about it in, in our business, um, COVID was obviously a bit of a challenge and, uh, you know, people weren't able to work in film and TV as widely as they were used to. And then this was supposed to be the biggest year on record. And all of a sudden we're in the middle of a writer's strike, which is a huge issue um, yeah. because the our business hasn't really renegotiated the division of the pie since streamers became a thing. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, now shows aren't shooting because of the writer's strike. Have you noticed a slowdown in the TDOT? Of work happening? Like of film work. Yeah, I don't really have my ear on that, like the dailies, but I'm I'm sure. I mean, that, that's, I mean, things have kind of gone, uh, I, I rogue in a sense in terms of how content is created in the last since you said since streaming and just the strength of what the the typical union work right. It's just not the same as it used to be, and you just you have these kind of everything free for all, camera and go so. Um, I, I don't know if it's, if there's even that many people that are in a position to actually strike that have the jobs, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a lot of people that are just freelancing no matter what they can get, let alone, you know, being on a show, there's not that many shows that are, that are going these days. 
I know it's crazy. Um, the uh, someone explained the issue in a way that was very succinct. Um, so used to be when uh, you would uh, create a show, you'd maybe write a pilot. And then the network would be like, great, we'd like 12 episodes of that. And then you'd get a writer's room together and there's seven or eight people kind of knocking jokes around and dividing labor and whatever. And mm -hmm. they, they would just order a, a group of episodes. Now what they do, because they can't afford to make 50 or 100 pilots the way they used to, is they'll uh, look at the script and if they like it, they'll order two more scripts. So this is the, you might have heard the phrase, mini rooms. So, so yeah, you're just writing forever. Yeah, so you, instead of like 12 people in a writer's room, you'll have to hire two friends and they don't give you much money, but you still have to do the same amount of work to make those two episodes. So the analogy that this guy used is if you order a sandwich at a deli, but you don't intend to eat the sandwich, the same amount of work still goes into making the sandwich that you've asked for. But what you mm -hmm. do with it when you get it, like it doesn't really matter. It still requires uh, the same amount of effort. Um, which yeah. I thought was a very uh, eloquent way to explain what they're asking them to do, which is a lot of work for not much money. Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing, the whole like, yeah, well, uh, which I'm, I don't do anymore, but like the, the one, the job where it's like, yeah, I, I'm looking for something, so I need to to see if you have, you know, the right capabilities that I'm looking for, which turns out to be working for free for the first part of the project, which yeah. is like ludicrous because that always leads to like, hold on a second. Now you're not paying me, but you're judging everything that I'm doing as if you are, and you're asking so much more or changes or whatever. Yeah. Like that has to be the worst pill to swallow that's happening with with all this not not just uh film and and movies and tv but also music it's just very similar it's um it's interesting because i'm i i would like to think of myself as a generous person i i uh give a lot of myself and and my time but i'm always kind of taken aback when people ask for things like people i've never met before i'm happy to mentor and help but the can i buy you a coffee and pick your brain thing or um, I've written a movie script. Will you read it and give me some feedback? Which Yikes. is like, hey, perfect stranger, can I have a half day of your life? Yeah. It takes a long time yeah. to read a two-hour movie. And then to formulate any kind of uh, concise or helpful feedback requires a lot more thought. And I also can't help but think, uh, nobody really did that for me i just kind of had to figure it out <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah no i know it's terrible so yeah I, uh it's it's you know it, it's uh, you know I, it it comes down to the you know the fact that it's, it is getting more and more difficult these days to uh to make ends meet for something that you love to do and uh yes that's true they're it, also counterpoint it's hard to be positive after you know the stomach punches right <laughs> yeah totally there are also more outlets than ever um mm -hmm. like you can uh release a song on your twitter or youtube or whatever and have yeah. access to an audience that we didn't have when we were coming up but like, there's that lineup of people that are like willing to do the free work thing right or next to nothing yeah right and you're not 
and that that actually is almost worse like is the the guy that's willing to to do the thing for 30 percent of what people normally charge and making that kind of normal like fuck those guys the undercutters (laughs) yeah man that's the worst yeah um (laughs) what was the move when you guys were starting like try to get a cassette to q107 or like yeah i literally remember handing i literally remember handing alan cross like our demo tape at cfny wow two back then yeah and and yeah you hope you hope and then you, you know they do they generally if it's if it's of some quality and you know semblance of a song or a hook or something they would do like the indie hours or whatever right so yeah i do remember hearing the song uh, our first song ever like on the radio for sure wow like the and it's actually i think of alan cross has told that story a couple times because he's like who's this nerdy kid here really <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> and did that like was that a career maker well, to get on the edge and have the support from them, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in terms, not a career maker, but like definitely uh, a statement. Like it puts you on the map for sure. What was the song? Because you know, if you're in Toronto and you're doing gigs in Toronto and you get on the radio as opposed to no radio, it's a massive difference. And yeah. back then, for sure. But yeah. What was the song? Do you remember? Well, I mean, they, they played stuff from the demo, which had like, I think like Super Satellite, which was on the Veed, and uh, like Julia. And there was a couple songs that were on the demo that were on the Veed. But then when the Veed, you know, we were signed and everything, but you still want to get on the radio, even though you're, it's psyched that you're on a major label. But we did, The Birdman was the first single. And, uh, yeah, I definitely also remember that debuting on uh, whatever music show at the time, On the Edge. Um, what was the CBC show that was on Sundays? Like, on TV? I remember like they... A, a music show? Yeah. Ear to the Ground? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that thing? They broke I a did, lot of bands. Or gave a lot of exposure <laughs> to bands. It did for sure. Well, uh, like, uh, uh, was it uh, City Limits and then uh, JD Roberts, like their their show? Do you remember like what video? Um, nineteen ninety two to nineteen ninety five. Yeah, focused on a single band, I think. What's that? Ear to the ground. So they do the a half hour. I wonder. They must have done a half hour on you guys. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe we weren't cool enough. <laughs> Lowest of the low. Rankin family. Sky <laughs> yeah, diggers. See? Me, mom, and Morgan Toller. Blue rodeo. Tom yes. Jackson. Moist. Susan okay. Lucar. Well, I, they. they uh, that was mostly like all the Queen Street bands that were. They had the cred because they were always playing there. Like you mentioned, all those lowest of the low and. Did you guys do Rita and, and Friends? Sky diggers. What's that? Did you guys do Rita and Friends? No. The show that Rita McNeil hosted? That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. But no, it's too bad. Yeah, we like I would have loved to do some of that, but or Tommy Hunter back in the day. Did you do video <laughs> hits with Dan Gallagher? No. 
No, we were just after all that stuff. Mm. That was all early nineties. We we did like every like at that like once much really started bang and everything happened there, right? Yeah. So did you guys like do you remember being um uh on much with like Rick the Temp and stuff? <laughs> no, it would like the early ones would be before Rick the Temp was like Steve Anthony and Erica M like that that era. Wow. Like I remember Steve Anthony played us first. Really? On whatever show. Yeah, some whatever uh There's something cozy about Steve show. Anthony. You always know which Steve In is going to show up. <laughs> The red, the red jacket, leather jacket, and the red cowboy boots. Yeah, David Lee mask. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. Steve Anthony. <laughs> David Lee mask. He is. David Lee oh, mask. so positive that guy, man. I know. Love him. So happy. Hey, let's play. Um, let's play. How many? <laughs> I'm gonna start the clock, and you're gonna name okay. how many of these things uh, in a category I give in 30 seconds. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. How many Much Music VJs can you name? Go. Uh, Chris Ward. One. Uh, Eric M. Two. Uh, Terry David Mulligan. Three. Uh, uh, Bradford Howe. Four. George Strombolopoulos. Halfway there. Uh, Amanda Walsh. Six. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I think I'm done. Wow. Michael Williams. Seven. <laughs> Three seconds left. Master T. Eight. Time. Bill Wilichka. How can I forget it? I'll give you Bill Wilichka. That's nine. <laughs> okay. But I don't think you mentioned Rick the Temp. Rick the Temp. So, um, yeah. Well, I remember, I, I don't know if, like, the influence, but we were like, we are like, we like this guy. Let's hire him. And he kind of seemed like that's what happened. <laughs> Are you taking credit for Rick the Temp's career? I well, I'm I'm giving it Rain credit because there was like whatever interview when he was doing it, and he did a really good job with the interview, and it was like just a lot of like research into it and stuff. Wow! So we we pumped his tires mostly Rain, and I'm like pretty sure that gave him the go ahead. Okay, ready? <clears throat> Monica Diol, George Lagagianis. Yeah. What, what, what are you doing it you mean well no i'm just throwing some out that came to mind oh, um natalie okay. richard ziggy low rank yeah uh uh um uh you said chris ward did you say kim clock chimpness <laughs> no i didn't what about Forgot. mike and mike yeah yeah um huh like what other wacky shows who did like the heavy metal show that might have been Wolitchka. Oh, Teresa Ron Con. Oh yeah, one. yeah. Teresa Ron Con. I, I think we got most of them. There's That's a new. Good. There's a new documentary called I think it's Two Ninety Nine Queen Street or something. Yeah, yeah. I heard about that. That I would like to see. Yeah, it's probably good. It's probably got some good. Because uh, that place was probably rocking in the eighties, man. Crazy. Rocking. Won't Just history. Won't history show that uh, Moses was way ahead of his time? I guess, yeah. I did, don't know. Did you ever meet that man? <laughs> I saw him around. He was always just so like pompous a lot, right? Like, yeah. Just so I never really was like in a position to 
I don't know. Maybe it was the, the those little monologues he would do with the interviews. Remember him sitting there with the old TV? <laughs> I'd be like, what's up with this fucking guy, man? Like, right? <laughs> well, I remember Ken Pompadour from Street Sense was loosely kind of modeled in the like later seasons on yeah, Moses, right? like black suits and leather gloves and. I, I imagine there must have been some weird meetings going on, like what's what's going on here, right, with the megalomania vibes? Yeah. <laughs> like Moses is making me eat zucchini or something, right? Yeah. How much weirdness went on in that building. <laughs> yeah. But also, he was sort of the first person to have the, like, hyper-localized approach to news. Yeah. And have a camera... Like like videographer, that was sort of mm. his thing, wasn't it? Well, I get. I mean, it really is like all all, all that. It really is is like taking the job away, right? Like instead of having the taking four jobs with, away. Yeah, like you know, not only are you doing the you're doing the, the the story, and then you're videotaping yourself, talk about it, and then interviewing, and then you have to edit everything. And then, like, put it out like yourself, like, literally the editing too, right? Like, you had to sit there and do that as well. So well, you're like doing 15 jobs that are gone, and you got paid like 30 grand, by the way. Like, it's not like you got tons of cash. To and do how it. about in the early days, some of those like, I'm going to shoot myself, my reflection in the window of the Much Building <laughs> yeah. to do my stand up. <laughs> Or I'm going to start shooting my reflection and then I'm going to pan and turn to face the camera myself, like doing camera moves by yourself. Yeah. I remember George Lagagianis uh, doing a cutaway of himself in a chrome tire rim. <laughs> For sure. Wow. A bus wheel or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever he can find. And the other thing was like every time like I had an interviews with, the, the, and there was always one of those guys with the load and the tapes. They all had shoulders. They're all fucked. Every one of them, like all my shoulders, fucked. Yeah, uh, <laughs> every like, one of them. <laughs> retirement home for much music camera people, and they all have neck braces from doing those whip pans at the end of interviews. Like, can you just big, whip it up to the, the big, grid? Or the, yeah, the big like stand rolling backwards with the flips. Yeah, <laughs> just crushing your back. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff, man. Those were the days. <laughs> I wonder, like, I guess you still have to make music videos if you're a band now, but I it, there, it doesn't seem like there's the outlet or reach that they used People, to have. Yeah. Like, Annalise, for example, loves Weezer. How? And uh, But she just likes music, and she just started getting into Weezer. I think we watched that Buddy Holly video with when the Fonz and everything, the Spike Jones one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic, <laughs> great video. She just thought it was funny, and their songs are catchy, and I guess they, she's got, she's, she's, she just likes it, you know, guitar, pop rock, or whatever. Sweet Child of Mine came on in the radio in the car the other day, and both girls involuntarily cheered. Nice. Like, yeah, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, we got tickets for Weezer, and uh, we're going, I think it's July 4th at the amphitheater so that'll be good times but uh what was my point where were we going two seconds ago about uh music 
Uh, oh, the video thing. Like she she saw the Buddy Holly video, but she's never seen any of the other videos. Like where mentioned, I talked about that Island in the Sun video where they're playing with the puppies and all that stuff. Oh yeah, she's like I haven't seen that. But I was like, well, yeah, here's a fan a fan of a band, but the videos don't even come into oh, play. Wow. Of like yeah, I want to see the video. It's more just songs, right? So that's kind of the landscape has really changed where. People don't want, they don't really care to see the video. Whereas before, it kind of was part of the thing. But it um, was only since the 80s, right? The set, there was no, it was a created thing that you want to see the video. Yeah. By, by MTV. Yeah, early 80s. Otherwise, it goes back to the way it was, where you just listen to the songs. Imagine the first day that MTV's on the air, they play the same four videos over and over again. Or... How sure. did they like, hey, bands, um, we're starting this thing and we need videos for it. Do you guys want to make videos for your songs and just trust us? Like, what was that conversation yeah. before MTV was actually open? I think it was such a banger from the start that like any anyone in music, all labels were like, well, this is definitely what we got to get on. Because it really was uh, kind of... Not very long from when it started. What was the first video you guys made? Birdman. Huh. With uh, Floria Sigismundi. Oh, wow. an amazing director, yeah. Good way to start. Um, And did you realize right away, like, yeah, this is where it's at. This is helping us get traction? Well, I remember walking onto the, the soundstage for the video and going and seeing the set and I'm like holy shit this is like really amazing it had this like beautiful super tall blue background with these tr- old trees and it was just like so perfectly organic and but very dark and cool yeah and of course we had Saul Fox who we used for the uh Andrew McNaughton found him this great actor Saul Fox, and he had these piercing blue eyes and that and just an interesting look. So we ended up using him for the album cover in the first video. And Crazy. Uh, yeah. But that was, uh, it was smart to kind of tie as much imagery together as you can when you're a band, right? Like stick to the same stuff. So, you, you know, at least it's, it's constant, right? Instead of uh, changing everything all the time and people don't have a chance to to get used to what you are. <clears throat> Interesting. I wonder, like, what does an actor get to use their picture on an album cover? Uh, probably a, a, like a day rate, right? For yeah. modeling or whatever. Yeah. Pick, taking pictures. So whatever. I'm sure we paid uh, triple scale. Good. We paid well, I'm sure. Because he always was nice to us and did everything he could. Like, he did so many different things. We did like uh, on the clumsy tour. We filmed all this, all these like uh, little vignettes, silent stuff of him doing stuff like on a trapeze or just you know saying things. Or so it was really interesting uh, to have him kind of intertwined throughout, even till almost now. There's still that artwork is 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 always used again. Crazy. So yeah. It's it's a good idea if you're a band and if you have some kind of continuity in some regard. And it's cool because you can 
that can be as basic or as complex as you want it to be. And it's just another way to uh, express yourself because it's so hard to, to be different when you're a band. Like, man, there's so, so many bands. You ever go to a shitty club and go into the, to the, to the dressing room and there's like a 5,000 stickers on the wall of bands you've never heard of, right? Right. <laughs> it's like Who died on the vine. Yeah, man. That's most bands. So, yeah, you got to... And those metal bands with the crazy writing, it looks like a cracked couch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, especially the... Um, especially, like, post-Pandy, when there was such a bottleneck of bands trying to get out the gate, and then COVID was still oh, kind yeah. of flaring up, and then the price of gas was outrageous, and yeah. uh, there were so many shows well, to see, so they were under-attended. People were still weirded out about, like, even established bands had trouble making it through that well even we like our record was literally swallowed up like nothing happened because we couldn't really be live right so it came out and the whole like couldn't have come out at a worse time or tnt record lockdown yeah Yeah. so like just got crushed by the pandemic we would have been doing stadiums by now yeah for sure (laughs) Well, we would have had at least a nice, like, opening party and, you know, we could have had some guests and do some songs and done shows. But, like, fuck, man, just got, like, swallowed up like an 80s band, like a glam hair band from 1987, right? Just just a little too late. (laughs) I remember you saying uh, uh, before it came out, like, if we put it out now, it'll just be like a chunk of air in the wind. It'll just disappear. Yeah. Yep. It's a great visual. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's take a break, bud. <laughs> Hello. You ready, bud? Yeah. How, how many? many games with balls can you name? Three, two, one. What? Hold go. on, hold on, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. I didn't. All I heard was with balls. I didn't hear the precursor. Oh, games so with again. balls. Sports with balls. Okay. Three, okay. two, one, go. Uh, baseball. One, golf. Two. Football. Three. Soccer. Four. Uh, uh, squash. Five. Uh, pickleball. Six. Tennis. Seven. Uh, ping pong. Eight. Bowling. Nine. <laughs> Kill okay, it. That's it. <laughs> Kill it. You always tap out around the 22nd mark. Yeah. <laughs> Three seconds left. Any more? Uh, That's time. Uh, cricket. Ah. <laughs> Games with balls. You got nine. <laughs> I got nine? I yeah. always get nine. That's not bad. Okay, do you want to do it? Yeah. Okay, let me... Uh, okay, you. Uh, I have the timer here. Okay. And you have to name... Uh, Okay, lakes, famous or local lakes. Okay. Three, two, (laughs) one, go. Lake Superior, Lake Washington, Lake Placid, Lake Banook, Lake Erie, (laughs) Lake Michigan, Lake Ontario. Um, uh, What's the place where uh, they thought they were booking Shawn Mendes, but they booked Shawn Desmond? Uh, It's like Wasiga Lake, Maliga Lake. 
uh, it's Lake uh, uh, something Lake uh, Muskoka. Is that a lake or is that a region? Um, uh, um, uh, uh, chocolate Lake, um, Long Lake, uh, um, uh, Lake. Uh, oh, Lake Cuomo, where George uh, Thing lives. Cl- okay, that's it. Oh. Time nine. Lake Como, let's go with George Clooney. Ten. You got okay, ten. nice. Are we doing 30 seconds? Yeah. Okay, I think that was might have been 30. I think we got it. Um, it It's so uh, panic-inducing. I know. And, and you think you're good because you are you come off the top hot. Come and then hot. You, start... you got to pace <laughs> like, yourself. Okay, you ready? <laughs> ready? No, hold on, hold on. Let me wait. Clear what? your mind. You what? Clear your mind. You need to have like a blank okay. slate in your mind so that you can let the ideas flow in. Yeah. Okay, tell me when your mind is clear. Clear. Three, two. How many sneaker brands can you name? Go. Reebok. One. Nike. Two. Uh, Asics. Three. Uh, Cads. <laughs> Uh, Skechers. Five. Uh, Adidas. Six. Um, Clogs. Seven. Uh, Clogs. Clogs. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, everyone's wearing those. That's, that's, not, that's not a brand. Imagine. It's um, time. Shoe. Oh, that's time? That's a style of shoe. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> I was um, done. I was like, maybe that's it. Six. What else is there? Huh. <laughs> uh, well, um, right. Veja, uh, uh, Golden Goose. Um, did you say Nike? Yeah, I think so. Did you? Um, I think I said the big three. <laughs> oh, yeah, the big three. <laughs> oh, I forgot. What? Oh, New Balance. <clears throat> New Balance is a big one. Are you there, bud? Okay. Uh, are you ready? Yes. Hey, by the way, speaking of shoes, did I tell you Carol opened Indie's Shootique? That's right. Yeah. How's that? That's just a, uh, just freshly happened, right? Yeah. You were talking this... about getting it all ready. Big it's in event. The same mall as um, Sugar Daisy Boutique, and has a very different aesthetic. But um, yeah, it's great. It's exciting. Didn't you didn't you have a little uh, party to start it off, or did uh, the girls do some performing, um, <coughs> dancing? Those two things were unrelated. They oh, had a, okay. Suge had a dance competition. Um, gotcha. Around the time that the store was opening, so there was just lots going on. Yeah, that's awesome. How's it going? So is that busy then? Turns out most people have uh, feet. That part's good. Yeah. Um, Carol has great taste. That part is also good. Yeah, it's exciting. So did you have to hire staff now that there's two stores, obviously? Yes, it's uh, interesting. I, I have um, been witness to that as opposed to participant in it. And it's kind of an interesting time because there are a lot of jobs around and lots of work to be had if you're looking. But... Uh, um, it's kind of back to what we were talking about with rent and the cost of living right now. Uh, it's mm. hard to make enough money to survive for people. That's all. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, it's uh, a difficult task and an ongoing one, but um, yeah, so far so good. So I'm, I'm, uh, Anna is stoked. She went to, we sent her off to cat camp last Saturday. She's, oh, she's been there all camp. week. Yeah. An arts camp with her school. And it's, uh, I, I imagine it's amazing because it's a beautiful facility and, uh, just exactly what, what you would want for a, a camp. Like it's got all the beautiful halls and the, the dining areas and the, the cabins are gorgeous and, it's on the, the lakes, beautiful, and the amenities and all the activities. And so it's just, uh, she's just probably having the time of her life right now. So I'm pretty stoked. I'm watching along on Instagram, like the photos. I've seen her, me and Lisa are just like kind of hovering over the phone to see if we can get a glimpse. And we do. So it's uh, Is it an arts awesome. high school? No, it's, she's in grade seven. Or so it's just a collection it's a collection of York Region students from grade seven to twelve that are into to arts. So it's either like drawing or like learning about uh, effects makeup or uh, singing and songwriting, uh, movie making, uh, plays, like everything you could think of in the arts world. And there's professionals from that have either gone to the camp previously or have been brought in as a skill skilled tradesperson to, to teach everybody so cool so it's a, a, a week of different programs and you pick like three different things or something like that and you and it's very in-depth and you're working on it like every night so like at the end of the week you have something uh, to show for it and they celebrate all the stuff that they've built so just incredible i'm super excited for her. did she have any um uh apprehension about going away for that long or like is she a homebody well, she's gone on, she did a, an overnight camp once with scouts, and then she did uh, two weeks uh, near Pembroke with Jack, and uh, that was like a little shocking for her, like in yeah. terms of, you know, she was a lot, a lot younger, and the camp wasn't really as as facilitated as this one is, you know what I mean? So it was just like, they didn't really have as much fun. But this time, it, like, so at this point, she's like, she had already gone through it and she knew that this place was like beautiful and, and going to be fun. So she couldn't wait, like literally, like was, had a tough time trying to sleep Aww. before. That's yeah. the best. So it really is. And you know how camp is. It's so, when it's great, it's just a life changing experience. So like, you know, she's going to be just a little bit different when she's done this, just from all the experience from socializing and learning and all that stuff it'll be really cool to see see her reaction you know? private jokes and uh memories yeah, yeah it's the best yeah and there's two counselors in each cabin so they're just there's so much uh hands-on and everybody knows each other there's an executive chef there like serving up three things a day plus wow. whatever snacks you could want just incredible so yeah hats off to uh to the school for uh that's so fun it in especially mm. like um shug carol and i were talking about this this morning shug's had a few significant milestones kind of canceled or online in the last few years as all kids have so anytime there's like yeah. something actual real life hands-on fun i'm stoked for indy goes next week for a couple of nights to uh camp with her grade which is really exciting right on. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like even the, the even the packing, even the packing was exciting, right? Like just seeing the organization and what the checklist of what you need. And like, I can still remember doing that. I only went to camp once, but I remembered, I remember the process. Yeah. Um, my, my challenge was, uh, uh, sort of, uh, in the restroom arena, not a big, um, public restroom person. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was the oh, only true. downside of camp. <laughs> that was same as Alex, my, you know, Alex, my, my good friend yeah. who lives in Winnipeg. I went to camp, but the only time I went to camp was with Alex and he, he refused to use the facilities the whole week. He just couldn't even go in there. Which is cool for a weekend. I guess, but for he couldn't do it. fourteen days in my case, that was um, not ideal. Yeah, so I imagine I know you and Alex could probably have a good chat about that. You don't have any issues in that arena. Well, if I gotta go, I don't care. I'm, it's like wherever it's happening, it's fine. Right. Um, yeah, can you also I mean, sleep I'm not anywhere? A, like I'm not a no. I'm not. I'm, I, I, I can't just sleep on the floor with a blanket. No, I'm because I'm a bit uh, like I need pillows galore. Yeah. Like I, I'm like in need of pillow between the knees because my back starts to hurt after oh, like yeah. five minutes of sleeping. Right. Um. Okay. But, I got. Uh, yeah. I got one for you. How many? Yeah. Ready? I'm going to give you like kind of a softball so we can get the numbers up high. <laughs> Okay, ready? Although that doesn't necessarily mean anything because sometimes you just panic. Yeah. Um, okay, how many sitcoms can you name? Three, two, go. Different strokes. One. Mod. One, two. Uh, t- t- taxi. Three. Uh, who's the boss? Four. Uh, um, leave it to Beaver. Five. Is that a sitcom? No. <laughs> but Joni loves Chachi. Six. <laughs> Happy days. Seven. Uh, uh, Mark and Mindy. Eight. Um, <laughs> I'm getting can, can, uh, Melrose Place. Uh, no, I won't allow that. Time. <laughs> no, no. Like sitcoms are like classic comedy. It has to be like a half an hour, right? Like yeah. it's not drama hour show. Melrose kid. Place over yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe or it. Friends, I forgot or all of those. Even Curve, I would accept as a... Yeah, um, no, I know, I know. Sitcom, well, sitcoms kind of threw me, because... But did I, yeah, did I say Three's Company? Nope. <laughs> um... It was bad. Uh, okay, hit me. Okay, you ready? Yes. Uh, you have to name, uh, okay, how many 80s bands can you mention? Okay. So three, two, one. Cutting Crew, Simple Minds, uh, <laughs> Aha, Duran Duran, um, uh, Yaz, Depeche Mode. <laughs> Um, yes. rat, uh, poison. Oh my god! Um, uh, Time. Really? Yeah. You got eight. Unless I did you ten seconds. That's last, disappointing. But... That's a poor showing. 
It's hard to count the bands with your hands yeah. and keep the timer. It is. It starts to mess with my math capabilities. Which okay, ready? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do both. Uh, one last for you, and then you can give me one more, too. Ready? All right. How many restaurant chains can you name? Three, two, one, go. Uh, Denny's. One. Uh, Carl's Jr. Two. Uh, McDonald's. Three. Burger King. Four. Pop, Popeyes. Five. Uh, Tim Hortons. Six. Uh, um, uh, Ste- Shake Shack. Seven. <laughs> Steak, <laughs> uh, Steak and Shake. Uh, Eight. Uh, uh, Ponderosa. Nine. <laughs> Sizzler. Ten. That's it. That's it. That's time. Am I? I'm done. Ten. I think that's a record today. Is it? Yeah, but it, it's it's just so interesting to me that you start with Carl's Jr. <laughs> instead of McDonald's. I'm, I know, but I figure if I get the tough ones out of the way first, if I can I remember weird ones, then they'll get, then I can rely on McDonald's. Right? No, uh, no A and W. A&W. I don't think any Burger King. Osbos. Um, did you say what? <laughs> oh my gosh, bless you. Did you say Sizzler? I said Sizzler, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Is that even around? Ponderosa's not around well, I don't think so, but I remember going there. It was the first place I ever saw grill marks on a steak. That's right, me too. And it was pretty tasty from yeah, what I remember as a flavorful. kid. Flavorful. But it, it was. I'm sure it was like butt steak. Like it's a centimeter <laughs> thick. I don't know. It seemed like it was so good when I was a kid. I was like the fanciest thing to do was go to Ponderosa. Yeah, for someone's graduation. Would, grandma and Papa Dog would bring me there. Aw. And like they really laid on the manners hard for us, right? Like you couldn't fool around, so you had to act cool. <laughs> Did anyone ever exploit that? Or you what were just you so mean, psyched like, to get Ponderosa, like everyone was on their best behavior? Oh, absolutely, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I can count on my hand how many times I went, but it was like as exciting as Christmas. That was a big deal. That was it, because I, I never went out to eat with my family. Like, we never, ever went out. Unless it was, like, my grandparents taking us somewhere. So what What was the move at Ponderosa? Did they have, like, unlimited bread at the table or something? Yeah, like, they had the uh, they had the salad bar, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a good time. Yeah. And then, like, my grand, like, Papa Doug would get the steak tips. Remember that move? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they'd have, like, the hot hamburger or whatever. Like, the... The burger patty with the grill marks that tasted like like that was pretty much a steak. That's really when good too. When you're seven, right? Yeah, like well, they're they're bringing back sellers, right? So they're and and the restaurants, but the food is gonna suck. Like like that was the cool thing about the sellers was it was fresh ingredients. There's no way the new sellers is gonna be like it used to be. No. No, it'll be frozen, manufactured, whatever. Um, yeah. But I know from w- when we've stayed at places that has like a, a breakfast buffet, it's nothing fancy. It's Fruit Loops and occasionally make your own waffles. But it's the idea of like, oh, wait, I can get up from the table and just go get stuff. I remember yeah. that feeling of a buffet. It's awesome. Like 
Like Mandarin? <laughs> do you, do you yeah. rock that? <laughs> Get some onion rings and some gummy bears going? Like weird I'm telling you, if you on the want same that, plate? If you like that old school like comfort food, there's a place in Newmarket called The Buttery. And it's like, I think it's part of the, know, whatever hotel that's at Young and Davis. But you wouldn't know unless you'd gone there. But the place is just like delicious food in there and it's done really well. But you go in and I'm not, I think it might be just open from like noon till two styles. And it's always like, you can see a lot of like older people that are like, yeah, this is the shit. And this is where I go. Back in the day. Oh yeah, for sure. So if you get a chance, (laughs) hit it up, the buttery. It's a hot tip. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure if you can hear, bud, but I'm uh, sort of snorfully. I have this um, oh, what? cold that kind of oh, yeah, you got a cold coming and going. There. So I apologize for uh, uh, sniffling in your ear. So you And you got your pools getting going. Is it opening, I guess, for the season? Yeah, the boys are here getting her fired up. Hard yeah. to believe it's that time already because there's still been a frost warning a few nights a week. But yeah, here see, we right are now it's about. like the... It's right now it's the first... Like the first few mornings where it's like there's no frost, it's hot right away. Like that's what we're talking about. Like it's supposed to be 29 today. Well, I always think of Ontario so as a place uh, that doesn't really have spring. It goes from like snow on the ground to 29 overnight. <laughs> yeah, it's either like really hot or like, yeah. Well, we did have some frosty mornings last few weeks, but now it's not. No, it's, it feels like summer straight up. It's the best. And it's lighter oh, yeah. later. Yeah, I love the lighter later. Big fan of that. The late round of golf in the afternoons, my move. Have you been playing? I played yesterday, men's league. Are you in a league? Men's league on Monday Monday nights, yeah. Do you get jackets for that? My bot across the street, Mark, we go up there. and Last night it was a classic. I shot 49 on the front, which is terrible, and 39 on the back, which is like four over. So it's like... Total, like, Jekyll and Hyde round yesterday. But don't you find if you have a bad front, then you just relax and settle into the back? Yeah, I definitely settled in. And same thing if good. you have was... a, a good front, then all the wheels come off the bus. Yeah, well, I was I was either pulling a shot, which, like, you know, for non-people that don't know what it means, you, like, you hit it well, but it's, like, goes left, like, or hooks left into the whatever, usually not good. Or sculling it, which is just like hitting it straight, but like right on the bottom of the club. So it goes like, you know, 10 feet off the ground and 60% of what you're trying to hit. So Worm the, front nine was, the front nine was skulls and poles, and then the back nine was straight and back into square. So yeah, men's league is good times. So you have neighborhood friends. Look at you go. Yeah. You know, the old uh, walk over, hang out. I was... Helping some, uh, you know, just doing chores with the bods. It's what do you mean? Like, can you grab right? a hand, grab an end of this for me real quick? <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no way. Definitely. Yeah. Laying some uh, laying some soil the other day. What? With, you know, grab the spade out of the garage for <laughs> helping out. Hey, Jared, go grab uh, the spade, will you, and just dig, dig a hole here real quick? <laughs> yeah, that's not that. It was more offering because I was like, well, I got the time, so... Yeah, no, it's good. It's a great neighborhood. Good neighborhood. So what is the small talk like on the drive over the golf course? 
There's not like because we're friends, so it's fun. Yeah, you know what I mean. When you when you're, uh, it's great to have neighbors that are cool, fun people, right? That's the that's the key. I was lucky enough to have that at our last place, and lucky enough to have it again here. You know, there isn't uh, everybody kind of is takes walks, you know, so you get used to. And the street where we live, it's like it's kind of off the beaten track in terms of there's no traffic that happens. Like you don't, you only go there because you you have to kind of live there to get there. Otherwise, you wouldn't drive down the street. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah off the off the the main road so that was one of the reasons why we moved here just because we were tired of backing onto the street or driving out and just constant traffic coming by and the worry of rebel running out and getting clipped or something so you know the people that are walking around and live here so you just really kind of get to know everybody it's nice yeah you wanted to be a part of some yeah like you it's like you see the neighbor come by like from 50 miles away down yeah. the road and then lights off girls basement drill <laughs> yeah, there's it. someone on the road alert alert did you get the, is your internet still crazy or are you good now it depends on the day if it's overcast or might be overcast later sometimes we have issues but there's no like everyone's banging Fortnite across the street, and I can't no internet anymore. Well, no, we ha- we had we have to get our own thing. We're not on a oh, part this... of a bigger thing. Oh no, because that's what was going on before, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So we got uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> we got oh, Starlink. You did? You got yeah. The, you're gonna you're gonna get the uh, brain microchip so you can just think what you want. Yeah, for probably. TV. That seems like a good idea. How funny is that? Like the same people that are like, "No, I'm not getting a vaccine." There's no one's touching my body, or like jumping up and down for this Neuralink microchip into your brain that's like killed apparently like 1,500 animals in testing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah like, lining up that. to do it. <laughs> lining up <laughs> makes no sense. Oh, crazy days, buds. Crazy days, bud. Um, but good chatting. I'm going to go uh, um, blow my nose so that people yeah. don't have to listen to me snorkel well, anymore. Yeah, enjoy uh, enjoy your day, but uh, hopefully these fires are are gone soon, bots. Your mouth to God's ear, bot. <laughs>